Welcome to the Christian Center's Sermon of the Week. The topic this morning is healthy church. Healthy church. Is there something on the screen? And you realize I don't use the word successful. Healthy. Right? I've seen successful people with aeroplanes, three motor cars, two homes, and then he needs drugs to cope, marriage couldn't make it, kids are not happy. So success in the world terms is not what we're after. We want to look at health. And what on earth does a healthy church look like? Second question. How does a, or when is our church healthy? That's the question for this morning, and I'm going to give you a few hints, and then you can help us to figure out how healthy Christian Center is. Abbotsford, I'm talking about. <laughs> You're going to help us, and we appreciate that you are here this morning. Let me try and answer the question, when is our church healthy? Let's have a look at Ephesians 4.16. The verse actually gives us a whole lot of hints. A whole lot of hints. It's a very powerful scripture. And we're going to look at it from two angles. Angle number one would be to give us our first answer. It says, from him. Can you see that? From him. That is Jesus. The whole body, that includes all of us, joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So, when is our church healthy? From there, I draw two important things to answer. Number one, our church is healthy when everyone is rooted in Jesus Christ. Do we agree? If we're disconnected from him, there's health problems. If we are connected to Christ, rooted in Christ, health flows, logically. And then, guess what? The second one is everyone is functioning properly. Everyone is functioning properly. You know, uh, I think last year, I had to go for a checkup again. I tried to avoid, I'm supposed to do it annually. I think you smile. Uh, are we supposed to do like a health checkup annually at a certain age? You know how close I am to 70? I just turned 68. I'm, I'm so close. I'm almost in the senior, senior category. <laughs> and you know what they do when you go to the doctor for a health checkup? It's not nice. The first thing they normally do nowadays, they send you for blood tests. They puncture you, and, and for some of us, they can't find the vein. And so they puncture you. Some nurses, it's like they do it. You don't even feel it. Others, it's like they hurt you on purpose. You go in there, and then they take, like in my, for guys, they need to check your prostate, cholesterol, sugar levels, they do that. They send it to the lab, and then they put it on the website. The doctor goes there, and then what he does is he checks your blood pressure. He pushes and pulls and does stuff. You must breathe. I don't know what they even hear 
when you breathe deeply, they, they, they seem to feel things and hear things. When you finished and they got the results, 90% of the time, you know what they do? They prescribe lifestyle, lifestyle change. They normally want to interfere with your diet. They want you to walk more, practice more, and they want to reduce your stress. Is, is that true? If that does not work, he takes like a little pad, he scribbles things there, and you go to the pharmacy. Now you have to drink cholesterol to get the cholesterol down. You need to drink something for the sugar level. You need to drink something for the blood pressure, right? And if it's really bad, he sits, sits still, and he books you in straight away for an operation. I want to submit to you, out of that definition, it's pretty much the same for the church. In other words, if every part in your body functions properly, you're healthy by definition. If your liver is in trouble, you're sick because your liver is in trouble. The one part of your body makes the whole body sick. I want to say two answers to our question. When is Christian Center Abbotsford healthy? We all must be rooted in Christ. And for the collective, the whole, everybody must function properly. That's what I find from the scripture. A lot of thoughts. How does this work? And so that's what we're going to have a look at today. Then the second question, I'm going to look from another angle, make it very practical. Same verse, and let's read it again. And you find an answer there, and I'm going to highlight different words now. It says, from him, Jesus, the whole body, in other words, the whole body, every part, is, is hooked into the source of life. And then it says, held together by every supporting ligament. That's all of us. Then it says, listen to those words, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So the church is healthy when everyone works. That word work is also the word serve. It's the same word for minister. It simply means you apply your gift for the benefit of everybody. That's all it means. It's nothing complicated. You use it. You utilize it for the benefit of others. Number two, everybody builds others up in love. And number three, we all grow. A church is healthy when we all, every part functions properly, and when we function properly, we all serve with our gift for the benefit of others, and we do it by building others up in love, and we all grow. So they have answered the question, when is our church healthy? That is the answer. So let me shift focus now, and I want to put some words, important words, into perspective. I want to put a, like, a, like a magnifying glass on it. And the words will be everyone. Who of us is a everyone here? Tell your neighbor, I'm a everyone. And then one another. Say to your neighbor, you are a one another. So those are the two words. Very important. Very, very critically important. They determine health. If those words are not in focus, we've got health problems. And I want to read you two scriptures here that uses those words powerfully. Paul, the great apostle, if you read scripture, he was not using all his energy to build a network. 
He was not even trying to be a big shot. This verse actually tells us what his mission is. He says, him we proclaim. It sounds exactly the same. In him we are rooted. He says, I preach Christ, the one that's within you. He says, him we proclaim, warning everyone. Some scripture says every man. Look there. Warning everyone, teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. He uses the word everyone or every man three times. This is the apostolic mandate. And look what he then says. He says, for this I toil. I struggle with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. As an apostolic leader of the church used, he knew very clearly, I'm here to focus on the everyone. There's warning to be done, there's teaching to be done, and I mature everyone. Important, can you see that? Let's have a look at 1 Peter 4.10. Also uses the same words. Peter, the apostle, writes, he says, as everyone, can you see the word? As everyone has received a gift, use it. In other words, work. Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Are we together on the... Okay, great. So, everyone is needed to grow a healthy church. You're going to either agree or disagree. I meant this slide to confront us in a big way. Everyone is needed to grow a healthy church. Think about your family. Who of you have ever had a teenager that does not want to sit at the dinner table when everybody's at the dinner table and sit in their room that want to come out? They mess up the whole vibe. What happens if you've got a reluctant family member that does not want to be there? Who of you have ever done a Christmas gathering with all the cousins, all the aunties, and then there's a dispute about who makes the leg of lamb. And then the one sister takes over and the other sister is sidelined and then she sits in the room. Then her husband must go and beg her to come out. Have you ever been in a family drama like that over Christmas and spoils the whole Christmas? Church is exactly the same. If any one of us would not help, we spoil the whole health thing. I'm telling you, that's important. As a pastor, as a leader, as an elders, as group leaders, those who try to mobilize a community, this is our biggest challenge, is to convince everybody that you're actually okay to participate. You're not a sinful. We know you've got issues. We'll help you with your issues. We will help you. So, this is actually very important. Let me say three things about this, everyone. Number one, I've said it a hundred times. I want to say it again this morning. Everyone is a minister. We need to get this right. We need to break down this clergy laity. The problem was Constantine really messed it big up. You know, when the church was going in the early church, everybody was a minister. Everybody was. 
The church was not caught up in buildings. The church was moving from home to home. Everybody ministered. The Holy Spirit worked in everybody. They had community. They discipled. They just did the thing. Then Constantine came on the whole thing and institutionalized the church. It was about 300 years later. We have a mess up. Now we've got clergy that we call pastors, and we've got members we call laity. Some know the Bible. Others don't know the Bible. Some of us feel qualified and disqualified. And guess what? The pastors became the ministers and the members became the consumers. As the biggest, Satan knew what he was doing, is the biggest number one problem of the church. So we need to preach boldly and say, God forbid that it continues. Those we call ministers are equippers. All of us are ministers. We've just said so. We're all rooted in Christ. We all have gifts. We all serve. We all build one another, and we all grow, and we help one another. To do the one another, you need everyone. Yet we still have debates on structure and all of that. Let me tell you, most of that we inherited that sidelined the church. We need to be bold now, like never before. So here I say, Ephesians 4, 11, 12. I don't even have to read it. He gave some with grace gifts. I'm like one of those guys. Didn't necessarily, I didn't volunteer. I just got the job. But the point here that you have to walk away with, I'm a minister. In most churches I go to, I say, can all the ministers stand? Then the front row stands up. Then I read the scripture, and I say, all of us are ministers. Then I say, can we the ministers stand up? Then I have the front row stand up and a few odd ones. And I keep on asking until everybody stands up. Takes a long time. That is just standing up. That doesn't mean we get functioning yet. Guess what? We all are missionaries. John 20, 21 says, Jesus said to them, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, so I have sent you. Last Sunday, I taught you that the send here is throw out is a radical thing, and God wants to get us going, so you are a missionary. Tell your neighbor, I am a minister, and I'm a missionary. It's so important. If that is not like that, we've got a health crisis in the church, serious health crisis. And the disconnect is with a go. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Where must I go to? Let me help you out that in 95% or 98% of all cases, you're already there. <laughs> you're there. At home, at work, in your community, you're already there. Don't ask where must I go. You're there. You must just acknowledge that you're a missionary and a minister. Hallelujah. And then lastly, everyone is a priest. Well, if you're Catholic, you would not like what I say this morning. But we are all priests. Some people still try to call me all types of titles. I reject it quite heavily. Culturally, I understand. For me, in my culture, if there's a senior man, I can't call him by his name. So I have to call him uncle, but just drop the religious titles and call me daddy or something or older brother or call me mister or whatever if you can't call me by my name. 
But just drop this title thing. It messes up everything. It reinforces the idea that some of us are higher than the others. You know the priesthood shifted when Jesus died on the cross. You know on that day when the veil tore in two from the top to the bottom. He gave access to everybody. The whole priesthood shifted. In the past, one per- like I get so irritated when I go to a men's meeting and people tell the husbands, you are the priest of the house. So what is the wife then? And your children, are they not priests? Are you the high priest now? This is nonsense. We're all priests. Call the guy like the team leader if you want to. But don't call him the priest. We're all priests. There's a priesthood. We all have access to God. We all hear him. We all are connected with the living God. The priesthood shifted. We don't go via intercessor. We don't go via a pastor. We don't go via an apostle. We go via Jesus Christ, the mediator of the new covenant. We're all priests. We're all missionaries. We're all ministers. Everyone. I don't know how to say this clearer. Let me talk about the one another. The one another. Remember, I spoke about the everyone. The one another. Everyone is needed to help others to grow a healthy church. So a healthy church, we need everyone to have a healthy church, and everyone must help one another to have a healthy church. If we don't get that right, the church is not healthy. Okay, I'm going to read you 10 scriptures quickly, and I think there are 12 references to the one another. This is what the Bible says. I'm going to go fast. John 15, 12 says, this is my commandment that you love. 1 Corinthians 12, 25 says, that there be no division in the body, but the members may have the same care for. Hallelujah. It's not some weird pastoral system. We care for one another. Galatians 5.13, but through love we. Galatians 6.2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Ephesians 4.32, be kind to. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage and build one another up as you are doing. Hebrews 3.13. But exhort every day, as long as it's called today, that none of you may be hardened by the seedfulness of sin. Hebrews 10.24. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. And then James 5.16, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. 1 Peter 4.9, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. I rest my case for this morning. The question was, when is our church healthy? I said our church is healthy when it's rooted in Christ and everybody functions properly. We said if we all function properly, everybody works and serves, everybody builds up and everybody grows. We then said that Paul said everyone must minister to every others, one another. I said all of us are ministers, all of us are missionaries, we all are priests. And then we said 
if every if the church is healthy when everyone plays its part we also said that everyone is not in a vacuum we do the one anothering thing <laughs>